The Garnet Wager is a show where two players compete in a fantasy-style competition while watching episodes of The Genius. Their drafted fantasy genius contestants earn or lose points through their actions, leading to an ultimate victor at the end of the season. But points don't tell the whole story. You never know when some fantasy garnets will turn the tables. Listeners are invited to play Fantasy Genius as well, through rules and criteria provided via links in the show notes. May you chase those ugly victories and beautiful defeats, even from the safety of your home. This is the Garnet Wager. Begin. friends and folks, and welcome to another episode of The Garnet Wager. We're here to talk about the South Korean reality game show The Genius. I am Six Detmar of Scanline Media. I am Alan Ibrahim of The Vague Internet, and welcome to our show. Indeed. I mean, you have a brand, don't you? I do have a brand. It's uh, it's, uh, adorable. It's Charmingly Ignorant. (laughs) Of Charmingly Ignorant Industries. There you go. That's me. Hi. Hello. I watched The Genius this week with Six. Not the same we watched, time. We watched Season 3, Episode 2, and Alan, I'm gonna shock you. You hated this episode. This was much better than the previous episode. What? <laughs> this is the worst episode of all! Show. No, actually, the main match is fun. I'm sorry. I forgot. Main match was really good. Yeah, the main match was good. Here, here's the thing. The main match, they discovered, hey... Hello, is this the Genius Producer Office? Hi, my name is Alan Ibrahim. Can I suggest a game for you guys? What if you you're not just... really letting me talk? This is my office. Do you I know, want to but like, or... I didn't know if you wanted to play along with the bit, so I'm doing it for my by myself. Okay, I'll. I let's... This is this is an interview. I don't know. Like, do you listen? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, you said on your paper here. You said you can speak three languages. Correct. I can speak English, Arabic, and Korean. Okay, um, and uh, it says you'd be really good but you spelled good with a u uh what's that about yeah so uh great under distress is what that stands it's an it's an initialism well i'm sold steve yeah yeah all right well welcome aboard i heard you had some ideas for us yeah so like and then i just drop a bunch of cards on the table and it's just the game werewolf and i'm like guys what if you did this what if you just did exactly this with no difference at all for an episode Mm. of genius Mm. What if what if we turn like I see this there's like this rule where like if you're like one of the good guys you have to vote yes uh-huh, uh-huh. what if we let you vote no <laughs> that new <all> right. game <laughs> brand new game we did it it's totally that and I don't hate that I think that's a good idea like at some point you can't keep inventing new uh little like creative strategy games like you've done a lot of them and that's good on you but like we're in season three just pick a game that people like change something about it and do it Mm -hmm. 
And they they don't yeah. even shy away from it because like, and I don't know if this was something weird about the subtitles translating it, but um, I think it's Kyung Hoon who was like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm bad at werewolf, so I'm probably gonna be bad at this. Great, like says that. Um, yeah, I think it was mafia. He said, but oh no, he yeah. says he does say mafia. You're right. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like this is. Um, I feel like of, of all the forms, it's closest to resistance. Um, but yeah, it is exactly that style of game. Um, and hey, that game fucking rules. So seeing people play it on the Genius is actually great. Like I'm all for them just taking this game. And as I say, they tweak it a little bit, but for the most part, as you say, it's just a clone of that game. And yeah, good I- good idea. Great work. Correct. Yeah. Um, so we end up, we have this game, it's called the Jury Game, and we are divided into, uh, the two teams, there are seven, uh, civilians, and then there are five criminals, and they are basically trying to form a jury every round and get, you know, convictions or, or the criminals are obviously trying to get them off the hook, and like a, excuse me, like a real jury, if there's a single not guilty vote, then it's not guilty. And, and if you want a, uh, a guilty vote, everyone just has to, you know, vote, everyone has to vote guilty. Continuing our tradition of uh, surprisingly accurate analysis of modern society, uh, all the, it is basically there is no reason for a civilian to ever vote not guilty. And they just assume that everyone's guilty, which, you know, listen, womp, I, womp. I, I, I don't know if that's a, that's a cutting uh, criticism of the South Korean justice system, but at least here in America, I think it works. Guilty until proven innocent, my butt. Yeah, pretty much. It's, you know, it's always funny when those things tie back into real life, but then it's also sad because the criminal justice system is bad uh, in mm-hmm. its current form. So, alas, uh, it's it's always been weird to me that, like, because I, um, if we can get, like, talk about ourselves for a sec, like, uh, I didn't have, like, a, a big, real, a really big friend group for most of my childhood, so I didn't get to play these, like, group games much. Um, I played Mafia for the first time uh, earlier this year, um, and I hadn't played Werewolf or uh, Resistance before. Uh, I'd heard of them, but I was, again, never in those groups of people who knew how to play them. It's always been weird to me that, like, kids were grown were brought up playing this game that is, like, a really weird, funny, silly version of the criminal justice system. <laughs> It's so yeah. weird. I mean, like, every kid's game is weird if you really dig into the metaphor of it. But, like, this one, it's, like, right there. The words are on the page. You're picking criminals. And mm-hmm. if you're a criminal, you're trying to get away with a crime. It's very strange. But, um, you know, it's a known game. It's a it's an established game with good rules and good... Uh, it allows for a lot of good, I feel like, um, social play. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's less about betrayal and more about, like, solidifying an alliance as well as you can because i think someone mentions early on like as long as your team was winning you have no reason to betray your team you just need to make sure that everybody is being accurate uh and not lying about who they are Mm -hmm. so uh it's it's a it's a fun one i wanted to just before we get like super deep into the game itself um briefly talk about the the cold open because again just huge huge thumbs down (laughs) to this this shows like weird characters and how everybody's kind of grossly misogynist and proud of it and like dongmin is the worst you guys he's just so bad it's like he he, he talks he, they're weird about shinayoung's skirt when she walks in and they're like oh don't don't want to rip your skirt and she's like blushing and has nothing to say because they're fucking gross and everyone like gives kyunghoon a lot of shit because he was bad last week like 
this is the first time that I started thinking about, like, maybe I should just skip the banter. Because huh. I'm not finding it entertaining. I'm just like, ugh, everyone sucks. Ugh, bleh. <laughs> don't like this. I don't know. What did you yeah. did you like that stuff? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I didn't like the stuff you mentioned, but, like, there is some other stuff in there where there's, like, I thought there was, I don't know. It was interesting having them talk about, like, hmm. They didn't talk about this exactly. They sort of hinted at, like, the idea that, like, Ah Young should be embarrassed she was so excited she won. Um, and I thought that kind of sucked, but it got me thinking about, like, how much I think it's okay for people to celebrate their own victories in the genius, right? Totally. Partially because I was sitting there thinking, like, wait, I've got a criteria here that says, like, you know, like, oh, if you, like, basically celebrate that someone else has gotten eliminated... Uh, you lose points, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, this isn't really that. This is more just her being happy at her own success. And at that point, I sort of went into my own head and spent a lot of the rest of the opening barely paying attention, mostly thinking about, like, what level of of personal celebration and excitement I want to see in the genius. And that was a fun train of thought for me. So it's not so much that I think they did a great opening as that they accidentally sparked a more interesting thought process in me. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's important to consider that, you know, there is a difference between being negative towards someone else and being happy in your own success. Because at the end of the day, you should be happy that you won. Nobody is going to win a DM or whatever and, like, feel feel as neutral as they show on their face. Like, internally, I'm sure you're, like, cheering yourself on and you're super happy. She just happened to show it a little bit, and that's kind of fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem arrogant to me. It doesn't seem, like, bad. Dongmin gives her a lot of shit for it. He keeps teasing her about it for this whole opening, and it's just like, man, like, what... Eventually, you're I mean, going to be there, I hope, and you're going to be like, oh, I need to not showboat as much. I mean, the thing about, about Dong Min is that I think... Is that he sucks. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, okay, so we'll get into the main match in which I actually liked his play a lot. Yeah. yeah um, but, like, anytime he's not actively playing the game and actively in- engaging with the systems, he is going to basically try and... Like, I mean, like, the kind of person he is professionally... He is going to try and find something that someone's uncomfortable about and just needle it over and over and over again. Yeah. That's just what he does. Um, and I'm not saying I approve of that in the slightest. I'm just saying that's going to keep happening. That's going to be always what he does. Is, is is like, oh, this person seems like when I say this, they're unhappy. I guess I should say it over and over. It's like, fucking all right. I, I think part of why I have such a visceral negative response to it is... Um... Well, A, I know some of the stuff he said in in real life, and I keep, like, coming back to that every time he says weird stuff. But also, I know people like him. And I've I've talked yeah. to them in real life, and a lot of them tend to just be like, oh, I want to make that person feel comfortable. I'm needling them publicly because I want them to feel like they're included and they're fine. But, like, you're just, like, pushing people and, like, in this in this really aggressive way. And if somebody doesn't want to participate, then they don't really have the option. Like, it's a very, it's a very, very aggressive way of sort of commanding a room and it's and it's also just often a polite like a polite excuse for the fact that you enjoy teasing and bullying people yes it's like oh i'm i'm just trying i'm just trying to get like a goof out of you and like i've been in that position before and i'm definitely definitely the type of person who in a group situation will try to like get everyone talking and laughing but not in a way that feels like i'm punching down not in a way that's like Hey, this person did a weird thing. Let's all laugh because I was bullied as a kid. Like I know I've been on the receiving end of that, that type mm-hmm. of like conversational teasing, and I don't like it. So I think mean, that's like where I come from when I'm just like, this guy sucks. I don't like hearing him do that stuff. But again, yeah, honestly, 
that social scale really helps him in the in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, and in the main game, he's pretty sincere. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the way the the way the game shakes out, um, pretty much immediately, uh, like Dongmin positions himself as like I mean, there is actually a role called the leader of the of the civilians of the citizens and he's like i'm not the leader but i'm going to be basically acting in a leadership role here and he's just kind of like driving the game along by making these statements and trying to convince people to come to him and almost playing like uh i mean i i don't want to hmm. there are there are some what's the word i want what is the word you want where it's like there's there's like other meaning attached. There's some okay. We'll say there's some baggage to this word that I don't necessarily intend. But he's basically playing an inquisitor here. Yeah. Like I want to get. I'm I'm trying to get people to think a certain way and to and to work in a certain way. You using my mm-hmm. words and my my mo- my motions, I guess. And I'm not going to hide the fact that I am here for answers and I will get them. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the interrogator or something. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But it, I mean, it, it worked because, like, the he makes this play early on where he says, "Hey, everybody who's on Team Citizen uh, or Civilian, is it civilian or citizen?" I think it's citizen. Okay, he's saying everybody here who's on Citizen, um, don't tell me right now, don't say it publicly, but I would like you to secretly tell me if you are the leader, because if you're the leader and you tell me, then we can work together and I can help everybody win. But you have to tell me and you have to not tell everybody else. Sound cool? We're all gonna be cool together, and it's a very like not parentalist, but it's very like commanding way to establish that like, hey, I'm not important. Don't worry about me, but I want you to know that you you can trust me, and mm-hmm. I'm and I want you to let me into your whole your plans. Yeah, the game really like as, as a person who's played enough uh, resistance, right? Um, I thought I knew how this game was going. And I was I was quite wrong. Um, so pretty early on, uh, Shin Ah Young appears pretty suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. Very. And everyone is paying attention to that. And I was like, ah, this is classic. This is classic loud spy, quiet spy, right? right. Yep, yep. Where one person is just like, I'm going to be obvious about the fact that I'm a, I'm a bad guy, and and you know not openly admit it, be coy, but like everyone's onto me, and just draw the attention away from everyone else so they can get shit done. Um, and I was completely wrong. She is in fact a citizen. She is in fact on on the right side. And so the game really, uh, on the strategic front, like as far as like how the how a game of resistance is normally played, it actually is a kind of a bad game. Um, because they figure out pretty quickly a safe group and they just stick to that safe group and then, like, criminals start basically confessing because they feel like they've got nothing left. Yeah. Um, and so from that element, it seems like it's going to be a bad main match, but then there are other elements at play where it's like, well, there's the leader element where even if your team loses the missions, the trials, you can then, if you correctly guess who the other leader is, then you actually win. You, you turn the game you around. You flip the and whole so, game. I love that mechanic, by the way. It's great. It's really good. And I, I there's, I don't want to, I don't want to cut to the the twist immediately, but the twist was so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so there's sort of this like game of of the criminals being like, okay, basically we've lost, and they're trying to figure out who the leader is on uh, on the citizen team. 
and their logic, like they have different candidates, but everyone's logic seems really sound to me, right? Yeah, uh-huh. It's like, it's like, well, Dong Win could be it because he's acting like a leader, but also the leader's not going to act like a leader. That's too suspicious. And then like, uh, Yunju could be it because she's being way too quiet. Uh, but maybe she's then, just quiet. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just quiet, and it's it's sort of this this great sort of back and forth as they're trying to figure it out. Um, there are a few people who are never suspected. And uh, ultimately, it turns out to be uh, Oh Hyun Min, who... Ah, my boy. I love him. He... His play... is so good. Yeah, I agree it's, with it's you. It's not just so good. The way he does it makes me like him so much. Because he's, like, he's very, like, decisive and fast, both, like, with his words and with his thought process, but he's also willing to take the time to stop and make sure everyone's along everyone with him, and it. he's being really friendly about it. Because there's the moment where he's, yeah. like, they're like, okay, we're going to go do the mission. The criminals are like, ah, shit, we lost. And they shuffle off to a room together. And the second the door he- closes, Hyunmin, like, Yo, okay, that was five I- of them. I only know four <laughs> of them. That means I know who the leader is. Okay, the leader is that guy. That means if we do this. And he's just, like, like talking so fast, but also anytime someone, like, interjects he like doubles back to explain his thought process and it's so good and he points to each person and says like did you get it do you understand what i'm saying do you get what i'm saying because like everybody here needs to be 100 percent on board i'm ready like it, it came to him like a like a flash of lightning and he's ready and he's confident and it's fantastic and he's likable. like you said it's very likable it's very like oh i thought of a clever thing like if we do this we can totally win we just have to whiff every round and completely say not guilty and then in the la- we're gonna uh be able to identify whoever on the other team picks guilty and then that's our person nailed it done we win it's like oh you did it i didn't even think about taking him because he looked kind of sweaty in his picture and he's gonna win this fucking season <laughs> <laughs> so good this 20 year old brilliant man it's amazing uh speaking of of looking sweaty um everyone. the opposite is true everyone looked better everyone looked nice this episode like even like okay like kyung hoon i thought last episode looked kind of like uh, he looks cute this episode everybody looks cute this episode yeah like i was i pointed out early i didn't give anybody points myself for good outfits because nothing was like stand out but everyone looked Same. great yeah everyone was like doing like dressed well hair good looking comfortable not like freaking out yeah I almost gave it to... There are two people I almost gave it to. I almost gave it to Dongmin. Because, like, his just, like, vest with tie and sleeves... Powerful With the look. way he was acting. Yeah, it was very... It was very, this, like, like lawyer with his jacket off and, yep. the, you know, like, commanding uh, look. Yeah. And then I almost gave it to Ah Young just out of protest of them giving her shit about her skirt. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck um, you guys. Give her points. Yeah. But I ended up not doing either. I so. I almost thought about telling you to give it to Yeonju because um, I think, like... You you compare her, and this is, like, a little weird, but you compare the way she carries herself to Ayoung, who um, is, like, very, very high feminine, like, has clearly spent a lot of her professional life in, like, dress skirts and, like, in, like professional-looking outfits. And then you get Yeonju, who's just, like, I don't know, I'm here. Like, I'm wearing a skirt, but, like, I don't know, I don't know how to, like, hold my body in a way that's, like, looks, like, very... She just, like, she just looks like a regular person. She looks like somebody I would meet in, like, on the streets. You know, she doesn't look that Hollywood to me. Um, so I think it was more about the way she carried herself. But it was like, oh, she, like, is put together. She's she's having fun. She's playing the game. But, like, she yeah, she looks good. She looks like a person the, that I, I can relate to. There's a lot of really powerful body language this episode in general, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you've got, like, you've got, like, Dong Min with his, like, you know, trying to sort of take command of the room. 
you've got um in the death match which we'll get to you've got uh young suck with like full on lawyer mode uh you've got hyun min who is like like clearly like the inspired genius especially in that moment um you've got hui jong who's like <laughs> it, it seems like he's going to be spending a lot of the season as like the quietly scared reliable guy who's just like <laughs> like like i'm here i know how to play i'm gonna help and god just don't just don't notice me please yeah his 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 look is invisible is what he's shooting yeah. for and it works yeah yeah he he skates by without without any trouble this time um but yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of compelling like exchanges there's some compelling i feel like this was way better at establishing who these people are yeah than the first episode Outside of the fact that some of them are actually way shittier than they've showed here. But, you know. It's, um, it, it's one of those things where, like, I, I, I suddenly clicked and realized I know who everybody is. And we're only in week two. And, mm-hmm. like, everybody has, has made, has distinguished themselves and, uh, and has done things. Like, there, I still don't think that there are that many players who I either don't know their name or don't know what they've done as a play so far. Like, everyone has gotten a chance. It's really good. Everyone, everyone is standing out really well, and that's you know that's what I like to see. Especially like if we ever have, if when we inevitably have to redraft, um, you know, sometimes the struggle last season was like, ah, uh, I don't know who else is doing things because I started by picking the good people. Like, what do I? How do I switch off of of Gino or whatever? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you have uh, noted about the main match? Because that's kind of where like that big play happens, and then the citizen team ends up clutching the win. Uh, mm-hmm. but was there any other like moments that you really liked? I mean, it was really interesting to see how, um, like these, these players who are not social players, right? Like, um, I mean, these players like, uh, Yoo Hyun or like Kyung Hoon, they just immediately, uh, Jung, Jung Hoon as well. Um, just like, as soon as they realize the social situation is against them or the momentum is against them, they just collapse. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird to watch. You're like, Oh yeah, you didn't have a counter for this. Did you, did you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I understand that feeling, you know, I played like, I've played games, both, both of, of resistance and of, uh, you know, as as ingenious org, I, I know I, I bring it up a lot, but it's, you know, it's, reliable base of comparison um where it's like oh like the majority has decided they're against me and it's just like i don't have any leverage i don't have any way back into this i'm just kind of done um a fun fact about having like i played um at, at gamer x3 i played i think 12 games of resistance Woo. in two or three days um i played a lot of resistance and i was suspected of being a spy almost every single game because <laughs> i just talk too much yeah i i way too much enjoy trying to puzzle things out and getting my thoughts out there and so i am suspicious as hell right mm-hmm. um and it feels like that's the same problem that like especially i would say uh that uh yu hyun has where he's like he's an outspoken strategist and wants to be like he doesn't need to run the conversation but he always wants to be in it yeah and once once that turns against you and people are just not willing to hear you out you feel like you can't do anything i can relate to that (laughs) 
yeah that's uh, that's uh, where i found myself but yeah it's it's such a there's so much you can dig into with the social dynamics of this type of game and and how it makes people doubt each other and uh like kind of make enemies out of each other unintentionally um like i think when uh during one of the deliberation phases uh i forget who it was i think it was uh uh, not Kyung Hoon, the other young handsome one, the one not the one who tricked everybody, but the guy with the like kind of spiky hair, and like slightly slightly messy hair. Yes, that's uh, Jung Hoon. Jung Hoon, yes. He um when trying to pick somebody out for the team was like, all right, so uh, Shin Young clearly a criminal or whatever, like clearly can't be trusted. And she's like, I'm right here. What are you doing? Like, why are you saying this about me when I'm here? This is so bad. And he's like, no, no, like, it's in the game. It's fine. But she's like, you're still, like, <laughs> like confidently able to call me a criminal to my face. And you're not, like, going to bat an eyelash at that. Because, like, this kind of game inspires that in people. Um, mm-hmm. And I always find it, like, very interesting. Because, you know, obviously he wouldn't say something like that to her in real life. But it's just so different. I, I actually just got a vivid, like, a, you, you triggered a vivid memory, again, of playing resistance at gamer x3 and having someone start their like laying out the the state of the game by begging by being like so six is a piece of shit and <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> all right hi hello i'm here how's it going right right right, right. it really makes people it turn, makes villains out of people it's so interesting it's, yeah it's fun it's it because I, I whatever now we're like reviewing the game resistance but uh <laughs> Like, it's a mixture of being able to act. You're doing some acting and getting to play mm-hmm. a character in addition to playing a game. So I think that's what people get a big kick out of is, is playing a character is really fun. I can already feel the people groaning, but imagine how good Songmin would have been at this fucking game. Ah, <laughs> I can hear Reese distinctly groaning in Australian. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, he would have been. He would have been very good. He would have been very commanding, but not too commanding. He would have had a good plan in place and um, and would have been able to take it home, I think, by himself pretty easily. Hmm. Ah, well. What can you... Imagine... No. We're going to have we're gonna have the real fun, which is... Imagine how good G1 would be at this game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't be do such this a shit show. <laughs> Hey guys, it's me. I'm not the criminal. What? Uh... Wait, wait, Jiwan, you're you're a citizen? Yeah. Why did you say you were a criminal and vote not guilty four times? Uh, oh, uh, am I not should... supposed to do that? Uh, is that not how the game works? My bad. Whoops. I stole somebody's house keys while I was here too. Is that bad? Is that a lot? Am I am I good? Am I good? <laughs> oh, Jiwan. I shouldn't. I shouldn't bully. He he got his. You know. You know. Actually, he didn't get his comeuppance. He got really far into that game. He, he said he left far. feeling good about himself. Yeah. <laughs> if he won, I would have been sad. But yeah, well, alas. Mm. Well, I think it's time to talk about our homework before we get into our DM. Oh, our homework, homework, homework. The very same. You always do that that multi voice. I like 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 that pinball table multi voice. I don't. I don't. I don't know what. Why? Because I started doing it and now I can't stop doing it? That's fair. I guess that's kind of like how the plug zone happened. So. Right, exactly. You're trapped. <sighs> what was our homework this week, Alan? <laughs> I fucking forgot. No, I didn't remember. Um, so this week for homework, I had Six and I play a little bit of Blizzard's Overwatch, uh, except not 
play it in the traditional sense of like getting into a match and playing it competitively. We played non-competitive Overwatch. We played um, we did a couple of things. We started by playing some custom games because Blizzard recently, I guess early, I think earlier this year, added uh, a, a feature where you can like set up a custom game server, a la like Gary's Mod or Counter Strike or Team Fortress Two, where you could. <laughs> Excuse me, you can configure like what characters people can play, custom rules, you can set like enemy health, um, you know, where, whether or not the points even matter, time limit, all that stuff. It's tons of little variables you can configure. And people make little games out of these custom rules. Um, and when they first introduced that, I was like really fascinated by all the different like little mini games that people made. Um, so we tried a couple of those. I think the first one had a lot of promise, but ended up being a dub. Uh, it was, um, or a dud, rather. A dub and a dub. Mm. It was the one where you had to run away from McCree. And there were, like, two or three people playing as McCree, the, the sharpshooter. And everybody else has to just not get killed. And they can't shoot. Mm-hmm. And they can't uh, use some of their abilities. But they have to hide. It's basically like hide and seek. Uh, that one doesn't work because they uh, have this character, Wrecking Ball, who can just chain a grappling hook to any wall. So people would just hop off the side of the map and then sit on the side. And you're not killable at that point. Like, it's broken, but what fascinated me about that one was it was, like, you're watching a game design happen in beta, where it's, like, we have a really good pre- – or, like, you're watching game design happen. You're, this is, like, a really good premise. We set it up. We have all the rules together, and we have to test it. Oh, shit. It's completely broken for this reason. So I can imagine, like, a V2 version of it or whatever where you just don't allow Wrecking Ball to be playable, and then now what is broken, and they have to keep iterating on it and fixing it. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you think of those first couple things that we did, we played? Where it's just like here's like a weird, or another one that was like the infection mode, where it was like if you kill an, an enemy, you have to play as that class, and then you can't play as the same class twice. Mm, so the one big beef I had with this experience was that there were numerous games where you were playing and I wasn't. Yeah, um, that was kind of frustrating. Um, but like, I don't know. There's something about it that takes me back. Um, you know, to like to, to old days of like playing N64 with friends with like house rules and stuff, because there's a lot of these games ran on sort of like the honor system that you wouldn't do scummy things. And that was kind of interesting of like seeing the um, the infection mode where people, you know, like if you got killed by a certain character, you had to switch to that character. And we realized after a minute, like, oh, there's nothing there's no mechanic forcing this. You just it, you just have to be honorable and switch if you get killed. Um, and some people were not. But most people were, and it's basically you have to uh, assume that everybody is working together, and and not working together, but like following the rules. And then if they're not, the whole system falls apart. But like, why would you cheat if the points in this mode don't matter? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, who? Why, what's what's the benefit to you of cheating? Uh, but people still did. That one was really funny too, because Overwatch has a good physics system. And we were playing on one of the maps that is, like, the highway where there's, like, cars coming in. And people would just play as, like, the big beefy guy, Reinhardt, and charge into oncoming traffic and then just get slammed, like, a thousand feet. And it was, like, watching a cartoon happen over and over again. It was very funny. Yeah, and then people started having, like, fights trying to dodge cars while fighting. Yeah. They never succeeded. No. Not once. (laughs) Not a single time. It was just, like, here's three Reinhardts just smashing into each other over and over again. Very good. Um. So, yeah, I think all those custom games felt like good ideas in progress. And, yeah, like you said, it's like playing um, at my childhood friend's house. We would play, like, Smash Brothers and set all these weird rules. Because, like, you have one game that you own for six months when you're a kid. And 
you you can only play classic mode so many times or beat the arcade mode or play regular multiplayer like sometimes you just want to try something weird um and i think it's cool that overwatch encourages that and i think like you know every time they add a new hero they put in a mode where it's like everybody plays at the, as that hero against each other and those are usually fun because it's completely broken but they don't care and by opening up all of the rules to people, there's so much potential um, for weird like variants that make people uh, play their game completely differently. Adds a lot mm-hmm. of value to it, I think. Um, I actually really liked. I think my favorite was the uh, Mercy boxing, where everybody plays as the healer Mercy, and and everyone can float around and jump around and jump to their teammates. But you can only kill people by melee, and they all die in one hit. So it's just like this weird. It reminded me of. Um, like all odd jobs in in Goldeneye or yeah in Goldeneye where everybody you can only throw the hat as odd job and everyone's playing as him and it's just like who can get the shot first mm-hmm. um like these are all clearly like people you know around our age inspired by those games and variants that they played as kids and, and trying to do stuff with them um so I really liked doing that I, I I thought that again if some of these with like some little tweaks could be really great um I do wish that Overwatch had support for custom maps I understand why they don't, you know, that opens up the floodgates to a lot of like weird copyright infringement stuff that you have to acknowledge and and deal with. But it was not like four or five years ago that I was playing Team Fortress 2 with some friends and we joined a custom server and it turned out one of the maps was just a 3D rendering of Pallet Town from Pokemon Red and Blue. (laughs) And we're like, oh, I guess like this is weird, but it's like you're teleporting into different universes and it's like, oh, in this world, like... You know, what's the guy who developed maps back in the day for Quake? Um, and they were I like, know who, you're, who? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, right. I don't remember and the they were like, ti- you're like, you're tiny, the room is huge, like you're in like a big kid's room. Like, ah, uh, uh, it's right at the tip of my tongue. That guy. All of the maps yeah. feel like that guy's kind of work, where it's like, this is actually kind of fun to play because the fundamental way you play this is good, but also, uh, this is just strange that I'm like jumping on a toilet and shooting a rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. So I wish that they did that. Um, so I thought that was cool. And then just to kind of conclude, like the last major thing we did was, um, we explored a map together. Uh, we, we specifically explored the Busan map, which is relevant to this. Cause that's the map that takes, that's, uh, in South Korea. It's like the new diva map or it's based on like the diva, the latest diva short that came out. And I had a lot of fun doing that. I, I really like, um, like taking a second to smell the roses in different games especially in something like Overwatch where you're you know immediately like sprinting forward and doing the objective when it's like no let's like see what this developer spent weeks putting into this map that no one's even going to look at and I want to like see it and think about it and talk about it. Hmm. I guess part of my takeaway from this whole experience is that I feel like Overwatch wasn't a great game for this treatment because I feel like Overwatch starts to fall apart when it's not like my biggest takeaway was I remember playing like, you know, like Half-Life 2 Deathmatch in all these weird contexts, or as you mentioned, Team Fortress, and those worked, and like, you had some different fun experiences. I feel like this game kind of falls apart when you take it out of the one context it was built for. How so? I mean, like, so, uh, like, a lot, I mean, this is not that interesting to say, but a lot of these modes were like, they make changes to the characters, it's like, oh, okay, well then, like two-thirds of the cast immediately becomes useless. Um, and then, like, these maps are... Like, I mean, as, like the, exploring the maps, it's like, okay, these maps are really, like, pretty and attractive and communicate well visually and seem really detailed as you're running past them. But, when but you if stop. you stop and examine them, you're like, this, like... 
oh, your idea of like of like futurism is like, oh, look, it's a temple, but we stuck some halogen lights underneath the like the shingles. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Or like, oh, there's a big like slate like with a bunch of like random runes on it. It's like I guess that means religion. Like what? It it just feels really flat. And 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 that's I think on the developers' part intentional. Like they their stuff has to look flat because it's supposed to be at a glance recognizable as the place that it is so it's just like highlight reels of what the thing is but yeah there is no single place in korea that looks like the busan map that's not a real place that's not that's like a mishmash of like multiple cultures and religions and it's not realistic it feels like a sort of cultural tourism or like you're looking at a national geographic guide of like let's look at korea like oh my god they have all these weird signs and there's like funny bikes in the corner and like and again yeah their vision of the future like seems really cool when you think about just like this is like a war guy with armor and a big hammer and like that's cool period that's cool but then you go to their version of like japan and it's like there's a bunch of floating platforms and also there's still like grass and like nature um yeah they don't know how to make the mundane interesting exactly exactly uh they know how to make the mundane less mundane like i think there's the one map where it's just like a small city that opens up into a sort of like pagoda area and all of the buildings in the city are just like gigantic, have like big, like you said, neon signs or um, like big uh, statues in front of them. Because it's like, no, look, like this is big and fancy looking and you need to appreciate all of the hard work that somebody put into this and probably uh, worked overtime to put this this uh, model in the game. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. It's visually way too much. Um, I think what's more fun, and this is something you can do with... Uh, Overwatch and any of the other games we mentioned is to study map design like purely as like how it feels for a play experience. Like the thing I noticed about the Busan map is like it's super small and condensed on a central point because it's a point capture map, but there isn't a lot of room for hiding. So it's like mm-hmm. this is clearly like an open combat kind of map. And you can read that from it at a, again at a glance. So you can tell like this is for open combat. Um separate from the aesthetics like I was that weirdo who played Quake 3 with the textures turned off in middle school because I was like, I don't need to know what their dumb maps look like. I just need to know where the walls are. <laughs> like, you can you can play these things and appreciate them for just what they are uh, as a player. And I think there's also something to be said about the psychology of aesthetics, right? Like, I think a map like this with, like, warmer, brighter colors inherently drives people to play more actively, Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. You think you think to like some old like Quake 3 maps that are like dark gray with like some like industrial fans and scant lighting. And it's no wonder that people camped because it feels like a more sedate area. Right. You're comfortable camping in a place where there's barely any moving particles and everything is like low lighting, low coloring. Um but this is like no, you want to get out there and you want to jump up and you want to take your rocket launcher and get out there and start shooting cuz like that's like look at all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it definitely is like a quantity over quality type of uh, aesthetic design. Um, like look at the neon, I think is is a big like descriptor for Overwatch's visual style. Um, mm-hmm. But I mostly like it. I think it's it's also just I like playing Overwatch, and so I didn't want to just say like let's play Overwatch. I was like let's try something else that's in like I I like the act of moving around as those characters. I think it has better movement and tra- uh, traversal stuff than like most other first person shooters that I've played. Uh, I was like giddy playing as a wrecking ball and discovering like fun ways to spin the wrecking ball in like a perfect circle 
because um you know i like to kind of play spider-man or something you know i i just think it's fun to move move around in it mm-hmm. but yeah interesting experiment I, I i definitely i enjoyed it and i, I feel like i got to see it we got to see a lot of what that game has to offer besides its main modes which i you know even though i like them sometimes can be a little bit boring so it's cool that it's in there Mm -hmm. so for me i feel like the custom games were kind of a whiff but the map map exploration was a little more interesting so i'm gonna give you three stars for this one excellent i'll take those to the bank you will indeed because they of course become three garnets delicious uh I also noticed that every single person on the team that won the main match got two garnets, which means mm-hmm. that I got at least six garnets this episode. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of garnets. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to spend those soon. Well, let's talk about our death match and see who lost a bunch of garnets. Ugh, speaking of excited, this death match was not exciting. <laughs> The no. slightest. They did it, fam. They did the worst possible thing, I guess. Instead of, you know how we they said, all right, we listened to the Garnet Wager. Uh, everybody seems to hate rock, paper, scissors. What are we going to do to fix it? We should add betting. That'll make it better. No, guys, no. Betting makes it worse. What are you doing? This is even way more boring than regular rock, paper, scissors. No. I thought it wasn't... I'm... In uh, theory, betting can make things more interesting. It can, it can. It's... This implementation did not. No. I was um, bored to tears, Six. I'm sorry. It's, I, I kept, like, I, at first I was going on, like, slightly faster speed on VLC Media Player, which is how I watch these episodes. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, no, I should slow down and watch it normal. And that was a bad call, because <laughs> I was just not having a good time. Like, okay. At, at when before we started, or I guess I get was it before we started? or Was it like literally at the start of this recording where it was like you were you? I was like, hey, I thought this episode was good, and you were like, hey, I didn't, right? That was the second we started talking. Yes. Um, I kind of just assume the DMs are gonna suck at this point. They've yeah. been so disappointing to me for so long that I just kind of take it for granted that I will not find the DM satisfying. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I say, like, oh, this was a good episode, I'm not even considering the DM. The DM is a wash. Right. Especially when you have two competitors who, to be honest with you, are not that enthusiastic or interesting to watch. Um, That's how I felt about these two. Young Sook, Mm -hmm. I really don't like. Um... Partly just because he makes a lot of dumb jokes and he seems kind of boring as a person, but also, um, I don't know, he plays pretty well. He plays fine. He plays entirely fine. And he plays this DM pretty well. Um, I think, the, who was the person he was playing against again? I'm sorry. Uh, he was playing against... Kyung-hoon, oh, no. right? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. Kyung-hoon, it's sad... Because I honestly was a little bit rooting for him, just because I find uh, Young Suk a little bit boring, like I said. But Kyungun had to go this week it, with a game that's still like this. DM still has a little bit of a lion's play in it, right? Because you um, are asking people to pick a certain hand for you, and then you can bet on whether or not they picked it and whether or not their thing beats the other player, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyungun doesn't have like any allies anymore because he has screwed over a lot of people. He spent all of the first episode making this dumb master plan that, like, kind of won for him, but, like, made a lot of people angry. It's like, you, you can't now go to a DM and expect people to help you. It didn't It didn't work out for you. Um, mm-hmm. 
he has a moment where he's going around talking to everybody and he talks to Hui Jong and he's like kind of mean. He's like kind of rude, honestly. He was like mm-hmm. being like, oh, like I know we didn't get along before, but like please work for me. And then Hui Jong's like, I don't know if I have a reason to work for you. And he's like, don't work for me then. Fine, don't. I don't need you. And like just walks out. And then Hui Jong's like, kind of just like shrugs, like, was I supposed to get mad at him? Like, I don't care. I'm not in the DM. He's the one who needs my help. Like, why is he mad? Well, I mean, like, you know, he, he, I can, I can kind of see both sides here, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, what, what he says is, like, I can't help you, but I'll cheer for you. Yeah. And, and I can see how Kyung Hoon finds that kind of insulting, right? It's yeah. like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna screw me over and then say you're gonna root for me? Like, fucking please. Yeah, get out of here with that. Um, but, like, also, like, yeah, I mean, he has no reason to help you, and he's promised, like, he has promised to help. Young suck already. You know that. You like, know that. <laughs> it's a little childish, honestly. And also, yeah, and also, yeah, as you say, like, last episode, you demonstrated yourself to be incredibly untrustworthy. So no one's, like, surprising. It's surprising how much support he even got. Right. It's how much people are like, well, who knows who could win this, so I guess I might as well have a good relationship with both of you. Like, yeah. I I I dem I wanted Chung Hoon to win as well because he doesn't seem as sexist. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. like he hasn't shown me he deserves to be here. No. Not really. The fact that he's still here is remarkable. <laughs> or no, he I mean he doesn't end up staying. That's sorry. I was I mixed names mm-hmm. up. Um him going down was just like kind of an anticipated thing. Uh, I do like um, once he realizes he's probably going to lose, he just goes like eeny, meeny, miny, mo, uh, picks win, and then like dumps all of his points into it. And he's like, oh, fuck it. Bye. Like, that's one way to go out, I guess. <laughs> that's a valid and resp- I would do the same thing probably if I had been yeah. doing the math the whole time and gone like, yeah, this cannot work out for me. Uh, screw it. And just like tosses money into a <laughs> into a slot machine. Yeah. I mean, you know, he had so few options. I understand. True, true, true. Um, was it during the DM or after he was eliminated that they had the whole bit about him having a huge crush on, uh, on, uh, Shina Young? That was during the DM. That's weird. I didn't need to know about this. I don't like it when the the genius gets, like, romantic or flirty. Yeah, it was, it was unnecessary. It was definitely them just, like, trying to generate some more drama and stuff. And I just, yeah didn't like it they like flash back to the like before the show starts and he's looking at all the players pictures and he's like damn that girl's my type she's cute oh my god god want to date her and it's like you're so weird don't do this the genius every once in a while like has to remind us it feels the need to remind us that like these people have sexual preferences and you're like all right g- good i'm glad what does this mean for anyone like he's gonna try to form an alliance with her okay it didn't work out he screwed her over in week one now what? <laughs> like, why do I care? Just, just unnecessary, in my opinion. Mm. Um, like, if people fall in love on the genius, whatever, cool. Didn't Jiwon have a relationship, kind of like a friendly, flirty relationship with someone last season? Was it Jiwon? Yeah, it was Jiwon and uh, uh, was it Yu Young? Yes, it was. Yeah, good, good, good. N- nice work. Thank you. I looked. I, I looked at our like sheet from last season with all the players on it, and I just remembered which mm. person with the face, because I memorize faces very well, not names. 
Um, yeah, so they've done this stuff before, and I just, it's whatever. And then he leaves, and then he has, he does have a nice uh, parting moment of, like, when I was in America, and I was very sad being in a country I didn't, like, I was that wasn't my home. Um, I would watch The Genius over there, and that's how I got into it, and I always wanted to be on it, and now I got to be. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's cool. Good for you. I'm happy for you. My, but, yeah. bye. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice, but, yeah. You you gotta you gotta bring a better game than that. You can't just well you can apparently just make a bunch of enemies right from the start, but guess how that's gonna go. So. So that's where we're at. I feel like we are narrowing down some of the less cool people on the show, and uh, and we're getting into we're getting into like the the show is has hit its swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's what we have. So um, for homework, uh, I get to assign you homework because I won for fantasy points, right? You did win for fantasy points. Uh, at the the total for for this week, you had uh, thirty seven points, and I had fifteen. Uh, after your uh, home after your homework bonus, you got nine garnets, and I got five. Mm-hmm. That brings us uh, brings you up to uh, nineteen. Or no, excuse me. I'm sorry. We're both up to 13 garnets. Delicious. So we now have enough to start doing things with them. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Um, it is at this point that I guess I'll ask, do you want to do anything with your garnets this week? I thought about it. Not yet. Yeah? You're still going to hold I'm on? I'm holding on to it. I'm holding on for the moment. Okay. I respect that. Um, that means that I get to assign us homework next week. Is that correct? Yes. Very exciting. Um, six. You like anime sometimes, right? Sure. <laughs> you like anime. It's seven asterisks next to that sentence. Um, you host an anime podcast. I'm not going to have. I'm not going to have us watch anime. I'm going to have us watch a cartoon this week. Okay. Um, this is like contemporary, so I bet you it'll get us like all of the brand new listeners, and they'll all be excited to hear us talk about the new Zeitgeist thing. Um, do you have access to a, net- a Netflix account? I could probably figure something out. You can. You can procure one. Sure. Um, so I would. It's 2018. Nobody has a Netflix account. That's the secret. <laughs> uh, I would like us to tr- to talk about and watch uh, however many episodes we want of uh, Netflix's The Dragon Prince. Um, be- hmm. I have been watching this uh, on and off the last couple of days. In be- honestly, like in between episodes of anime, just to kind of cut it up. Um, and I'm really interested in what you think about it, both as an anime connoisseur and like. As an uh, someone who likes fantasy mostly, most of the time, um, hmm. it's really interesting. It's from the Avatar. It's from some of the people who worked on Avatar: The Last Airbender, which was another like American cartoon that was heavily inspired by anime. Um, the art style is a little bit weird, but you'll get used to it after a while. And I think we should at least try to watch like three or four episodes because the first episode, like in an episode and a half, are like world setup, and it's really important and good world setup. But like the the whole push of the show is introduced in like the middle of episode two and it's nine episodes total so if you end up finishing it that's awesome but i'm like almost towards the end there so you know we can talk about that for the record i am an anime sommelier oh excuse me not a connoisseur sommelier right um okay i i am down for giving this a shot i've i've heard some things and i am Mm -hmm. i am a little curious so i'll be happy to look into it excellent (sighs) oh I want to uh, close out with a few thoughts 
um, about things from last week that I didn't end up touching on. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, first off, the Black Garnet mechanic seems interesting. I, I, how do you feel about that system? Remind me, so it's 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 once you have three of them, and you get one for winning a DM, right? Mm-hmm. And once you have three of them, you can avoid going to a DM. Or no, no, you play you you get to play a game, and then if you win that game, you avoid going to a DM. Right, right. I think I just really want to see what those games are. Like, what does a solo genius game look like? Who are you playing it's, against? I mean, no one. I assume just the rules. Uh, that is really cool. I'm inter- I'm I'm just mostly interested in seeing what those do. Um, it seems like the players are really excited to get their hands on them, and I know like you can trade them the way you can trade garnets. So like they are now what two two black garnets in the wild. Mm-hmm. So you know next week is when we could technically start seeing our first game in theory if people decide to give them to one person, but I doubt that. Um, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna be a big invest. It's gonna be like a big investment mechanic because mm-hmm. you can you can't get more than one. I don't think. Is there any other way to get them other than lo- than winning a DM? I mean, nothing's been announced, but, you know, shit right. could change. Yeah, because if it stays like that, then we're not going to see a ton of it until later. But I'm interested. I feel I feel like it's an interesting response to how the uh, Token of Immortality worked out. Yeah. Where it was just kind of like a free gimme that just d- controlled the game. And they're like, we want something like that, but we don't want it to dominate the game as strongly as that did. Right. It's not going to, like consume a big chunk of the season Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. i I hope it i hope it i I really mostly i'm just like i really want to see what the game looks like and hope it's fun all right well i guess i guess we'll have to find out more um trying to think of anything else i wanted to check in on no i mean like i i feel like i'm getting a hang of of who these cast members are way faster as you mentioned yeah. Um, which is nice. These they seem like a, a nice, diverse group of people, um, and yeah. Uh, after after this week, I am feeling way more encouraged and way more looking forward to the rest of the season than I was after last episode. Yeah, for sure. It, it's 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 been a much more engaging season. Even though I don't like, I honestly don't like the players as much yet. But I'm I'm getting there. Uh, I feel like I'm a lot more plugged into what they're doing and their whole mindset right now. Hmm. Yeah. Having the having the like non celebrity players is interesting and the effect it has on the game is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh so I did just toss you one. Did you want to use that or do you want to segue in another silly spicy way? Um well Did you catch If you it? want to find me on Twitter, I'm at six detmar, that's S I X D E T T M A R. Uh you can find me and, and my, my hot takes, my hilarious jokes. Um <laughs> I also have a, a pinned tweet there that shows you what shows I have, uh, podcasts, because um, I'm not going to do a bumper for a little bit. I still need to take some time and, and make a new bumper. Um, but, Alan, what about you? Well, Six, I continue to be off the grid. On my other podcast that I host, Chats, the television podcast, which I do with my friend Magellan, and we watch TV, and we're currently uh, almost halfway through season one of Babylon 5, I think. We're getting there. Mm. This show's really good. They're, like, setting up some big things. It's, like, a big, expansive sci-fi show. It's pretty cool. Um, very progressive for 1994. Check that out. And on that show, since I, I, I'm also... I am continue to not be on social media in real life, um, My our plug segment is just that I recommend things to people. Not, like, media, usually, but just, like, ideas or things that you should try doing. Um, 
here's one. Here's one for this week. If you're at a like a fancy restaurant, um, it is worth looking into uh, not only like what you how much you should tip, how you should treat your waiters. That stuff is common practice, but like get a salad or something that uses forks and remember which one is the salad fork and where it's supposed to go. Cause like, we don't really care that much about, um, etiquette these days anymore, but it, those rules still exist. And I'm sure someday you'll find yourself maybe, um, in a place where you should follow those rules. And it's worth being like, Oh, I know that thing. I practiced that. Cause Alan told me to do it. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's short fork is for salad. Big fork is for food. Or is that other way around? See, yeah, I, you're right. I'm right. Okay. Yeah. That's that was the trick because I always thought it was long fork for salad because you you want to like get more salad, <laughs> but no, you got to choke up on the bat. Exactly. Uh, so there you go. That's how they refer to it. Choke up on the bat. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, you also I were a chef in a past up, life, so yeah. uh, so you know all these things. Totally. <laughs> or does McDonald's at two in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> Thanks so much, folks. We will see you next episode. Bye. Peace.